What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rope to Rope. We are back. It's me, Ricky, and Jesus. Back from our, I don't know how long it's been, but a few weeks hiatus. Hope everyone's doing well. And welcome back to our second episode. Jesus, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right today. It's just very cold in here. You know, it's keeping me up, you know? Freezing, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, that new one in the Chicago area, I think it's pretty much just anyone in the U.S. right now. It's just, yeah, temperatures are pretty low. Oh, prepare for them to get lower. Yeah. <laughs> well, people, um, for this episode, we are going to be talking about The Undertaker. We're going, we did a little list because, you know, that's how we, we, we like to do. Mm-hmm. Do a little list on our favorite matches, our favorite promos and segments our favorite rivalries of his and our favorite tag team as well as a shared uh rivalry slash match that me and jesus uh agreed on mm-hmm. and we first want to start talking about what we first want to talk about our we we have kind of brushed on it a little bit before talk a little bit about what kind of attracted us to the undertaker character and the quality and our opinions of his you know of both his, how strong he was booked and also his matches throughout the time. Of course, his farewell, which was a couple weeks ago on SmackDown. Oh, not SmackDown, Jesus Christ. Uh, Survivor a, Series. Sorry. A, to correct you on that, it was a few days ago. Yeah. No, no, no. My bad. You're right. You're right. It was a few yeah, days it was ago. Like, oh, jeez. It was Survivor Series 2020. He, They had his uh, retirement um, segment? Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about a little bit on that. Give uh, talk about the streak being broken back in uh, WrestleMania 30th. Um, and yeah, so let's first start with talking a little bit. Now I know we talked about this in the past. Talk about uh, what attracted us to the Undertaker character. I'll go first, and then Jesus will take the lead. So. What attracted me to the Undertaker's character, I've mentioned this in the past, it was just that way he was booked. Like he was this walking seven foot tall zombie, you know, and he was just a fucking badass. Like he, no matter who you put in front of him, he took out everyone except for Lesnar. But yeah, it, to me, it was just throughout the years that I that I saw the Undertaker. Like that's why I was, he was, he is my, and will always be my number one uh, wrestler. And for a long time, he was. Even when his, you know, his matches and kind of were kind of going low, and his, he was, it, it was kind of time like, okay, you can retire now. You know, um, I'm always gonna be be a big mark for the Undertaker character. Um, I've seen him in interviews. I've never met him in person, but he in in the interviews, he seems like a pretty cool guy. Um, and yeah, Jesus. What about you? What kind of attracted you to the Undertaker character? It was, it's most likely the same thing as you. Mm. I saw like the aura around it and like even the story that I've heard, that I've heard told mm. uh, from the announcers about how, you know, he was found by Paul Bear and stuff like that. And his brother is Kane, who was a burned madman. And the, just like how strong they made him to be especially in like those especially in the years like 04 to 05 to 06 to 07 mm. this man was on a whole another level and he just kept getting better as the years went on yeah 
So yeah, that, that to me is what pretty much drove me to him. It was like, yeah, he's one of my top favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as for the quality of his, both his character, the way he was booked and portrayed, and also just his his matches um, throughout the, the how many years did uh, did he wrestle for? I want to say it's almost thirty. Yeah, like thirty. Yeah, yeah, it is thirty years. Like, I think um, he was always booked. You know, pretty pretty strong. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, with the street being broken, even after that, I think his character was still had that mystique. Like, you know, he's a fucking Undertaker. You know, and regardless of the street, I don't think the the street was part of the character, but it didn't make him the the character he was. You know, I I think that's for the quality of the matches. Obviously, everyone who saw it, you know, even that match when the streak was broken versus Lesnar. Isn't that particularly the best match? Um, it was pretty sloppy, pretty pretty botchy, and yeah. kind of boring. If I may add on to that, yeah. Uh, at some point through the match, he got a concussion, so yeah. it really did affect the match quality. Like yeah. after he was concussed, and it made everything just, as you said, sloppy. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, after so many years of, of, you know, taking that physical abuse and, you know, obviously age playing a part into it, too. Um, I think it, it, it was bound to happen, you know, um, again, 30 fucking years of wrestling. What, who the hell wouldn't, you know, after so much, so much physical abuse, so much, you know, he, he had gone through both, you know, uh, the, the character. You know, you, it's it's scripted and everything, but those, those you know, those uh, those hits, all that, that that's not scripted. You know, that painted for real. So yeah, I mean, it was it was bound to happen. Um, it didn't deter from his legacy, in my opinion. But yeah, the matches after I want to see say um, after a while for the last ten years, except for the that squash match at WrestleMania he had with Cena. I think was probably the only highlight, and I didn't watch him versus AJ in his uh, last match. The what was it? The uh, what was it called? The it was a it was basically a buried alive match. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch that. I heard people, you know, oh, it was a great match and all the other stuff. I don't know. I did, I never watched it. And a lot of a lot of time, a lot of these reviewers they tend to kind of you know because AJ's an indie love. You know they they love AJ, so they they do tend to oh this is a you know like a Dave Meltzer oh it's a six star match but I don't know um, but I'm going off by again not the strongest matches after but again it does not deter from his legacy. Jesus, what do you think about the quality? I I did get a chance to see that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on YouTube, so you know it was so so quality for the video, but. From what I saw, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. It was actually, uh, to me, it was one of the better things coming out of the the Mania match, and that and the Funhouse match. Yeah, they were those were very entertaining. They looked yeah. to the entertaining aspect of things, and mm-hmm. I thought that was a much better way for him to go out yeah. than the match that he had with Goldberg at uh, Crown Jewel. Oh, the, yeah, oh that. my, that yeah. that was a mess. Yeah, no, yeah, that was not a good. Uh, that was not a good match that they had. But again, it didn't take away from, you know, his fucking legacy. Like, right. He will always be the legend. So what, are, what do you think about the farewell um, segment he had in Survivor Series? Honestly, I thought it was fine for what it was. 
uh, like many people, I do wish that he had a live crowd mm. to oh, yeah, be yeah. there for. That's my only grip about it, to be honest. Uh, yeah. It's been refreshing seeing him out of character, seeing him mm. in a few interviews recently. I've seen him on uh, Hot Ones, uh, eating wings, and <laughs> mm-hmm. it was it was very entertaining to see yeah. these, this side of him as he never really got to shed light on that side of him. Mm-hmm. It was mostly The Undertaker, but I mean, he, he did somewhat when he was the American Badass character. Uh, other than that, it's it, it was good. Yep. The farewell segment, at least for what it was. No, yeah, I agree. I think it was pretty good, too. Um, the fact that a lot of his, you know, a lot of the the characters that he, his character had matches and rivalries over time, over the span of 30 years time with, you know, whether he tag team with them or he fought them. Um, I think that was pretty a pretty cool touch. Vince uh, coming out and, and all that, that was pretty cool too. And I also agree, but I mean, I'm, I still hope that hopefully um, when, you know, the crowd, the audience does come back, that hopefully they do something for him with the live audience because I think it, it, you kind of need it and it did right. kind of take a little bit from it. The whole Paul Bearer uh, thing, that was pretty emotional, pretty cool. Um, right. Letting yeah. him out as a as a whole hologram that, that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So what are, what are your thoughts, Jesus, um, on the whole you know Lesnar breaking the streak in WrestleMania 30? Oh man, very controversial. Mm-hmm. Very divided. But with yeah, yeah. Like honestly, within... were, they I guess they wanted somebody else that wasn't Lesnar, and yeah. some people were just like, I mean, who else would it have been? I have heard arguments from both sides, and honestly, mm. I do think it. Sh- I do think that he should have beat Lesnar, and he, sh- he should have eventually gone, uh, let someone else break the streak, mm. besides Lesnar. Mm. Um, I think I heard rumors up to that day the decision was made for him to win, but then a few hours before the show, Vince reversed it and said Brock yeah. should go over, and so that that that's one of those rumors it's just like hmm is that true who knows but the way things I think obviously it was, turned out you know yeah i think it was last minute um but i, I think um i did I, I don't know from where don't call me on this but i'm pretty sure he did agree with it that lesnar was going to be the one who was uh to break the streak um i i don't know i've, I've again you hear different uh different stories I've also heard like it was a, because of his concussion it was a last minute you know uh, that even Paul Heyman was surprised you know um, so yeah I, to me mm-hmm. like I said earlier I don't think the streak made the character I think and a lot of people act like oh my god the streak was so great and I mean you really looked at a lot of those matches that were not the best matches you know him versus like Mark Henry, him, him versus uh, what was what was uh, Batista? I think uh, was one of them too. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's just again, I don't, I don't see it. And then the whole argument about it shouldn't have been a part timer. Then who else would you have? You know who was the that that mainstream bigger than life character that you had on the on the, what do you call it, on the main roster that would have done it. Like, people have argued Finn Balor, uh, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. Like, I'm sorry, but Cena, 
Like none of these people, none of these people could match to it. I know he's, you know, he. it's either you love him or you hate him, but no one can come up to the level that Brock Lesnar brings, you know? So to me, it's just, I honestly think the right person, you know, broke the streak and I would have been okay if the streak was never broken either, you know? So, mm-hmm. so without that being said, now let's get to that list. So let's start first with the four... Um, segments or promos with The Undertaker. Now, this does kind of go across both characters of the American Badass and the Dead Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start first. I'll give my four, and then you can give your four sure. to get this. Yeah, get uh, move this along. So, my four, I have two that include uh, Randy, Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. It was one where it was Rey Mysterio versus Big Show on a special of, of Friday Night SmackDown. Kane came out. They they uh, it was back in 2005, before Undertaker and Randy Orton were were supposed to go for uh for uh Armageddon, I believe they were supposed to face off, and it was before I believe it was before the Survivor. Yeah, it was before the Survivor Series 2005. Big Show versus Mysterio. Kane comes out because, you know, uh, Big Show and Kane were the tag, Raw's tag team champions. Mysterio was on the SmackDown team. Taker was and Randy Orton were all both on the SmackDown roster. So Taker comes out, saves Mysterio. And then um, yeah, Orton comes out of nowhere and RKO's uh, Taker and then drives him in, uh, drives him using, uh, I, I believe it was Eddie's, uh, Low rider drives him into what I don't know the, the wall. Oh, I guess drove, I, don't, I don't know. He drove him into like the stage. There, you go. okay, yeah. And they were like, "Oh my god, he you know set him alive on fire." Yeah, um, that was one. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one was uh, it was Survivor Series 2005, SmackDown one. Orton, you know, be uh was the the lone survivor. Be Michaels with help of JBL. They're all celebrating the whole roster. It's pretty stupid if you think about it, because you know you hear the gong, the lights go off, and then you know uh, the, the what do you call them? People that um, take uh, it's a it's a it's a coffin and it's standing, and then lightning strikes, and then you know the door opens, and here comes Taker, and th- you still see <laughs> you still see a lot of these jobbers in the ring. They're they're still celebrating, and it's like, guys, you have a seven foot tall zombie over there. You might wanna, you might wanna turn around, you know. And then he just comes, Taker comes in, takes out everybody, you know, a bunch of fucking jobbers, uh, uh, all part of SmackDown roster that were celebrating. So that was that was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one was uh, Roy- the Royal Rumble where Taker gets eliminated by Maven. Because he was distracted by the Hardy Boys, who had he had a uh, and Lita, who had, he he had eliminated them. And, you know, Maven comes in, whatever. He he takes him out, gets distracted, and then gets drop kicked while Taker's uh, looking at at the Hardy Boys outside the ring, with back towards uh, Maven, and then gets eliminated. And then he just beats the holy fuck out of Maven, which I don't understand why the hell he didn't just throw him over the top rope if he was honestly, you know, beating his ass that badly. He throws him through the middle rope. It's like, I mean, you could throw him over the top rope, you know, kill him and, elim- and eliminate him. Kill him and eliminate his chances. Oh, yeah. man. But it didn't make, uh, but yeah, that was that was cool. And then the fourth and last one 
was when who was it? I believe it was Paul Heyman and the Big Show. Um, they were apologizing to. It was when he was the American Badass on SmackDown when he was. They were apologizing to uh, Taker, and then they have a they have a what's his face Spanky. They have him coming out and singing a song and everything, and then he ends up uh, uh, to uh, it was the last ride he gave them, and yeah, I just I love that because it was just he was <laughs> he was like I'm gonna kill you, but it, I, I want you to know it was you know it was worth the while. He just you know he puts like a I don't know how what what bill it was, but he put like money in his mouth and everything afterwards. Oh no, yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. What about yours? Uh, for mine, uh, we pretty much shared the segment of Survivor Series. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember seeing Randy Orton's facial expression as he realized it, and I had the same thought of you. Like, yeah, maybe they should put him down, you know? <laughs> There's a zombie Literally. coming. Dog, bro. I love how uh, previously he had a casket match with The Undertaker the pay-per-view before, and he won by setting the casket on fire and burying The Undertaker. And here in this segment, he came back, the Undertaker did, in a casket, and it was set on fire by lightning ball. I love that little touch of just, yeah. uh, you know. Continuity. Yes, continuity. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, my other segment is him, is the one where Teddy Long gets into the limousine, and he's like, buckle up, Teddy. <laughs> and I, I, I died laughing. I was just like, oh no, where did you draw him to? Looking at Teddy's face and everything. Right, he's awesome. like, oh no. <laughs> He was scarred. And then the third segment I have is the contract signing between him and Brock Lesnar. This was before WrestleMania 30, where he stabbed him with a pen and he choke slams him through the table. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh man, seeing that live was was really cool. Uh and finally, the fourth segment that I have is uh his debut in Survivor Series 1990. Uh, Now, I was not alive to actually see that. I went back to watch that uh, earlier. And just seeing the facial expressions of everyone in the crowd and, like, even some of the wrestlers, the facial expressions that they had as they were like, who the hell is this? Like, why does he look like that? Oh, my God, he's terrifying. And, like, they they booked him perfectly in that match. He was a straight-up killer. He just came in killed everybody on the other team and won that yeah. that that was amazing now what was next on the agenda so the next one so we're not really gonna review too much or give too much details on like the matches and all that you guys can check that out for yourself we're not here to do that right. where it's more just kind of naming them and then kind of just you know adding on why we we chose them or what they meant to us right so next one will be three matches for both of us each uh our favorite matches of taker let uh i'm gonna start off with my one of my favorite of all time is a six-man match that they had at uh back in 2001 i believe it was armageddon uh hell in a cell and it was ta- it was Taker versus Rikishi versus Triple H versus Stone Cold versus The Rock versus Kurt Angle, and it was it was just one of the biggest. Uh, I know one of the most memorable moments was when Taker choke slam Rikishi supposedly choke slam because it kind of just looked like he threw. I, him I think he just off the top. I think he just threw him. I, I think he threw him off yeah. the top. Yeah, but it looked like a choke slam, but yeah, the big guy off um, that. Just the violence, you know, from all six of them, it, it made them made the match pretty good. Oh, yeah. 
Mexican match that I chose was him versus uh, the Dudley Boys at uh, American Bash. Mm-hmm. I that was 2004, mm-hmm. and um, it was him versus the uh, the Dudley Boys. You know, Bubba and uh, Devon, and you had Paul Heyman at a uh, ringside, oh, well, on the stage, whatever. And you had Paul Bearer in this uh, some, uh, crate, and he, you know, they were filling it up with some man. If Taker lost the match, then you know he would be buried, uh, buried alive in, in cement. Um, so whatever, he was supposed to, you know, lay down and and uh, and not fight back or whatever against the Dudley Boys. Mm-hmm. So the match goes on. It's pretty. I, I like the. I think because of that one detail, uh, the 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 stakes were pretty high. You know. Mm-hmm. It, his manager was going to be and, and friend and well, father, I uh, figure, was going to mm-hmm. be buried alive. I think that that made the match pretty good. And just watching him dominate both of them, it got a little boring after a while. But yeah, that, that kind of mm. made it pretty uh, pretty cool for me. And the last one would be the ladder match he had with Jeff Hardy. I think that one won because I don't, I can't recall any other ladder match that he's ever been in. Mm-hmm. And just the way he just destroyed Jeff Hardy, but it wasn't a squash match. Like, you, they did give Jeff kind of... And even he, you know, he came out saying that that was, you know, one of his best matches, best rivalry mm-hmm. was with uh, Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. And he even shakes his hand afterwards after he killed him. That was a, re- that was a really good match. And yeah, he, yeah, he did kill him, yeah. but he was like, yeah, respect for taking this beating, you know? Yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, my first match would be... Him versus Shawn Michaels, uh, 1997 mm. Mad Blood and How in a Cell. Uh, just mm. the build up to that was uh, was really good. It started off at SummerSlam where Shawn Michaels screwed him uh, as Bret Hart uh, took the victory. It was Bret Hart versus The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels was the guest referee. And Shawn Michaels decided to screw him. Yeah. Uh, he kept like coming after him just like with chair shots like he would do multiple chair shots it would be like one match he comes Shawn Michaels with a chair next match here comes Shawn Michaels with a chair and it's just like uh, you know is he gonna take this and he didn't and he was like you know what we have to settle this inside Hell in a Cell and at that point that was the first Hell in a Cell match which made this match even more special uh, seeing the back and forth uh, confrontation between these two mostly in the beginning Undertaker was just dominating Shawn Michaels and uh, Shawn Michaels at that time was on full heel mode and so he was very very entertaining as far as what he did to avoid the Undertaker at one point he even beat up a cameraman he, uh, Undertaker yeah. like sent him flying over the rope and he just landed on this camera guy and the poor cameraman <laughs> just took a beating from Shawn because <laughs> he was just in the way um, that match also featured the debut of Kane at the end and mm-hmm. Kane just coming out and just tombstoning the Undertaker and Sean covering the Undertaker and just winning that match was was really really good uh, from a perspective mm-hmm. of a storyline and from what uh, like things were to come later on especially in his career like later on involving these two uh, my next match is him versus Kurt Angle at No Way Out 2006 for the world title uh, at that time, Kurt Angle was world champion. The Undertaker had something to prove. Uh, the uh, the Undertaker, he was like, you know, Kurt Angle's this wrestling machine. You know, Kurt Angle is just someone that he wants to be in the ring with, as he said before the interview with Taz. 
and uh, he wants to beat him and it's just like these two were going back and forth counter for counter hold for hold at that point uh he was doing submission holds that i've never seen him do and it was just like oh this is interesting uh they mentioned the fact that neither of them tapped out in the company like neither of them have tapped out before this moment so that was also like a like a part of the match like who's gonna tap out is the energy you're gonna tap out to the ankle lock is creating we're gonna tap out to the triangle choke um eventually they had this ending where uh undertaker had kurt angle in a triangle choke but kurt angle like being the smart man that he is he pinned he got his shoulders down to the mat of the undertakers and he pinned him and he won the match so like literally undertaker didn't tap kurt angle didn't tap he was smart and he just beat him that way and the third match that i have on here is <clears throat> Undertaker versus CM Punk at WrestleMania 29. Uh, the build to this matchup was a little shaky because at that time Paul Bearer had uh, passed away legitimately. And uh, they were using that into the storyline, which I thought was a little bit uh, distasteful. But it made CM Punk way more of a heel in terms of, you know, the Undertaker has to beat this guy because he's like mad disrespecting his friend. And uh, there was one moment where uh, CM Punk had him in the Anaconda Vice, but he just sits up while in the Anaconda Vice. And he's like, I had enough of this shit. And he just like choke slams him and just tombstones him. And that's it. Like before that, you know, it was pretty much back and forth. You know, CM Punk being like a heel and stuff like that. He was he looked very, very cocky until the moment where he sat up and just pretty much said, fuck this shit and just ended it. <laughs> So yeah, that those are my three matches. Uh, on to the next topic. Yeah. So the next one will be two of the best rivalries in, in our opinions that the take that Undertaker mm-hmm. has had. Um, starting off with mines, my first one would be him versus Randy Orton. I think their rivalry back in two thousand five was one of the best. Uh, the matches weren't the most exciting, in my opinion, but just the, the back and forth, you know, I take you out, you take me out, you know, type of thing. I think that was pretty, mm-hmm. pretty cool and made it kind of, that kind of made it one of my, my best uh, rivalries that he's had, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And then the other one that would be him versus mm-hmm. Kane, you know, in those, and since 1997 to, to I want to say like 2000 and... I want to say at least five, maybe. So a span of close to mm-hmm. twelve years, mm-hmm. them going back and forth, him, Kane, and uh, and, and Undertaker going back and forth. I think it, it it was one of the best matches. Obviously, the most memorable moment being Kane's debut in that that Hell in a Cell match that you talked about when he, you know, he breaks down the door and he tombstones the Undertaker. That's always going to be, you know, it's all it's it's always going to be a top mm-hmm. moment. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the best rivalries in my opinion. It, uh, him versus Orton and him versus mm-hmm. Kane. What about yours? For me, it would be Edge and Shawn Michaels. Uh, I saw the story play out with Edge as it concerns him. He cashed in the money in the bank on Undertaker in 2007 to win the World Heavyweight Championship. And uh, from that on, it would just keep cementing Edge as like a top heel, like this time on SmackDown instead of Raw. 
and at some point uh Vicky Guerrero got involved you know they they uh Undertaker was like quote unquote fired because Edge had won a match against him and uh he, the only reason he was reinstated was because Vicky uh they were going to get married Edge and Vicky were <laughs> but Triple H leaked footage of uh Edge kissing the wedding planner which was Alicia Fox at the time and so she reinstated the Undertaker uh she put them in a Hell in a Cell match together and that was the match that I mentioned on last week's episode where you know Edge kind of just turned it into a TLC match he was like oh I'm not that good in this type of environment so let me just switch it to my own environment that I like and unfortunately that still didn't um, withhold true because at the end of the night uh, Undertaker ended up winning and he ended up chokeslamming Edge through the ring and he like there yeah. were like flames that were summoned and you know that was quote to quote to say like oh Edge is in hell now you know mm-hmm. <laughs> the second person that I have is Shawn Michaels uh, as I mentioned earlier in the Bad Blood match their rivalry really started in 96 97 and it even went on for a little bit of uh, 98 I believe where they had a casket match and like Shawn like hit his back on the corner of the casket and he like lost like four years of his career there um <clears throat> and so there was this story of like you know will Sean ever get his uh his revenge um mm-hmm. in which cases we will see if he gets his revenge when we move on to the next segment which I believe is the last one yes Uh, so the last one is actually the mm-hmm. it's gonna be the best tag team. Um, we we mm-hmm. both picked uh, him and and uh, mm-hmm. Kane being the brothers of destruction. I believe. I mean, to me, it's just WWF or WWE. It it was always good, whether it was you know Kane with a mask or Taker as an American badass. It whatever combination you had it was still one of the best tag teams of all time um like just two fucking giants just killing people is is always gonna i think it's, it's always gonna be a, mm. a very memorable and I, strong tag do team. you have any matches for them as far as uh mm. so i i mm. can think of some few not matches well, oh, yeah. I guess them versus uh, like Big Daddy and Mark Henry, and then <laughs> them versus Kennedy and uh, MVP. They send them running at the end of that match. <laughs> yeah, 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 and then and then them destroying, um, taking uh, back in WWF when they they were destroying everybody on a, on mm-hmm. a Monday Night Raw because they were looking for Vince. <clears throat> that was a uh, and then them beating up Big Show mm-hmm. one time because Big Show was chasing after the Hardy Boys, and then walk ends up breaking into the to the to their locker thinking that it was oh, no. that it was the Hardys, and yeah, them <laughs> and then take you oh got my God. And like next time not. I do have one match for them, which is uh, them two versus Jericho Show on SmackDown. It mm-hmm. was a pretty good back and forth match. Uh, it mm-hmm. was fun, you know. Uh, Jericho he he was um he he decided to just like the match didn't really end jericho just kind of did a code breaker to big show and was like yeah i'm out of here 
because at that point they were unified tag team champions and they were scheduled to be in a triple threat against the undertaker who was world heavyweight champion at the time um and so yeah that that, that mm-hmm. was a fun match <clears throat> yeah yeah so the last part is going to be something that we've talked about uh sharing kind of uh what was meant to be shared uh best match of all time mm-hmm. slash rivalry in all, in all honesty him versus Shawn michaels at yes. wrestlemania i believe it was 25 and 26 the the 26 one obviously being Shawn mm-hmm. michaels retirement <laughs> quote unquote Okay. Not counting the whole thing with Saudi, uh, in Saudi Arabia, DX versus Brothers uh, of Destruction. But I don't. But anyways, yeah, the, it was just, and people have said it. You know, some of the best matches of all time, fucking five stars. You know, type of shit. And yeah, it was just good storyline. You know, the stakes were pretty high. A lot of tension. Good matches. And anytime Michaels and Taker go at it, you just, mm-hmm. you're always gonna have gold, man, no matter no matter I, what it is. I saw those two matches as I went to look back on them like earlier today, and just the mm. difference between these two, like in '97 and then back in those two matches, it's amazing. Like you see two performers in their prime fighting each other at WrestleMania, and the first go around, it was just like. It would, they had this theme of heaven versus hell uh, and who would prevail of course it was the undertaker in the end because you know Shawn Michaels made a mistake off of a moonsault and the undertaker just took the opportunity and gave him a tombstone as he caught him in the air and then in the second match as you mentioned you know it was streak versus career you know Shawn Michaels showing a bit of that uh, I guess moxie you know he's very he's very arrogant and he'd prefer to go out kicking and screaming rather than to do nothing which him mm-hmm. kicking and screaming was technically the slap at the end that he gave the undertaker mm-hmm. as the undertaker was like yeah it's time to just end this and so mm-hmm. he gave him a tombstone to finish it off oh the one thing i forgot to mention is in the wrestlemania 25 match there was a nod to their uh Bad Blood 97 match where instead of HBK taking out a cameraman this time it's the Undertaker taking mm. out a cameraman and that was uh, that was pretty fun uh, I noticed yeah. that was pretty fun <laughs> so yeah that, that's all I got to say mm. yeah. and that kind of wraps up the show guys um, I mean I think Taker will always be one of the greatest his legacy will always go on. There will never, even though motherfuckers try to do this whole, oh, he's this person, you know, you had a, what the fuck was this guy? The, 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 what was he? The emo guy. What was his name? I don't even know if he's still wrestling. The um, guy with a bunch of tattoos. There you go. Alistair Black. You know, oh, he's the new Undertaker. You know, you have Bray Wyatt, The Fiend. Oh, they're going to be the guys. There's never going to be another Undertaker. Let, let his legacy, you know, for... Let, let's... He was one of the greatest. He will always be one of the greatest. Um, I'm glad that he's doing, like, interviews now to, to kind of get a little bit more depth into his, you know, who he is as a person. Um, it, and, yeah, I, I, he will always be my favorite wrestler. 
he was my favorite wrestler when I started watching him, and even now that I don't really watch it, we honestly he'll be he one of my favorites you know, too. So. Um, I I hope that soon he'll be inducted into the Hall of Fame. I know he, I think he was supposed to go in this year, but due to everything around us, yeah, that's not possible. Uh, so eventually, maybe hopefully next year or maybe the year after that, they could have like a huge induction class, and he could be like the main person. Uh, he's long overdue for like an in-ring retirement. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he'll stay retired? That's that's really uh, yeah. up for debate. But I, I hope he does. You know, for the sake of his health and for the sake of his well-being. You know. And so, yeah, I will always remember yeah. him for being one of the best characters that WWE has ever made. Actually, no, the best character WWE has ever made. So guys, we are. Uh, I just want to run through this real quick. Um, so from this point forward, I don't know if I, we even talked about this last time. I don't think so because we literally only recorded one episode. Um, so we had talked about at the beginning that we were going to be doing lists and all that. If you guys want any top ten lists and all that regarding WWE or wrestling uh, material or content, check it out on my other channel. It's called Let's Nerd Out for that this channel will be turned from this point forward doing more reviews on whether it's promo segments pay-per-views matches wrestlers you know stuff like that if you guys have a, uh, hope you do if you guys enjoyed this little little episode what do you yeah. want about it like a, a, a little an episode yeah this episode for for just the one character and yeah, if you guys want to want us to do that for another wrestler, another character, let us know in the comment section. Really appreciate it. And yeah, um, we and have an email that, that I will put in the description. So if you guys want to send us an email and just letting us know there, that's also fine too. You know, giving us more topics to talk about and such. And uh, yeah, that's that's all I have to say. All right, sounds good. Tune in next week, guys. We we're not too sure yet what we're gonna talk about. Um, like I said, if you guys enjoyed this little review on the one character and talking about, you know, the kind of the structure, the way we structured this episode. If you guys want us to do on other wrestlers, favorite wrestlers of all of us of all time, we could do that too. Um, we will eventually start getting into starting next year. We are not too sure as for the future plans for this podcast, whether or not we're going to stay on this this way of recording or if we are eventually going to move it up to a YouTube channel that we're planning to start where that is all to. to yeah, um, but we are planning also to start actually reviewing Smackdown Raw, maybe NXT, AEW, uh, you know, from this point forward. Well, not this point, but starting in uh, starting next year in 2021. So yeah, we will be keeping you guys updated on that. But yeah, hopefully you hopefully you guys are staying safe. Hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Again, if you guys would, wouldn't mind, please share your comments, your thoughts, and any suggestions till that next, you guys might. Yep. Till next time, guys. Yeah. Bye. Take care, guys.